0: Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best's Directory of
1: Recommended Insurance Attorneys.
0: Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, editor of Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Joining me is Brendan Noonan from our communications team. We're pleased to have with us today, Attorney Robert Scott from the law firm of Scott & Scott LLP in Dallas, Texas. Rob is the firm's managing partner and built the firm with an emphasis on IT and legal matters. He is a respected resource on network security, IT compliance, and the corresponding laws related to these areas. Today's topic is on a rapidly growing matter and issue in insurance law, and that is defending IP and technology claims. And Brendan Noonan will lead off today with our first question.
2: Robert, uh, what are uh, key issues facing uh, firms today in this area, and what has changed uh, in recent years? of the biggest areas in technology has been fueled by outsourcing and the explosion of risk associated with confidential information in connection with running businesses, including outsourcing arrangements where that customer information, confidential information that the company has a legal obligation to preserve and protect is being placed into the hands of third parties, either intentionally or unintentionally creating a significant liability risk in many areas that is both relatively new and and emerging in very significant ways. What are the advantages of being a specialized or niche firm in media and technology? Well, one of the advantages is that we get to see the transaction side of emerging areas very early on as trends develop. For example, we've been working in social media and cloud computing, for several years now, and now they're becoming mainstream, and disputes and claims are starting to arise out of some of these emerging technologies. Because of our focus, we've been immersed in these areas for quite a while. By the time the claims are coming in, we have a pretty thorough understanding of the legal issues that are involved, and in many instances are able to help clients mitigate those risks through proper insurance and through being prepared to defend those claims if and when they arise.
0: Uh, Rob, what challenges do new technologies such as social media and cloud computing create?
2: Well, anytime that you have a new technology, you always run the risk that the way the law was interpreted in the preceding technology won't apply with equal applicability to an emerging technology. So you're always in a bit of a cloudy and murky legal situation whenever you're dealing with doing business in on emerging platforms. And in the social media area, there are both trademark, copyright, and intellectual property issues that arise very frequently, as well as HR-related issues that come up quite a bit, issues that are really unique in many respects to the prevalence and use of social media in work and after work hours and for business purposes. In the cloud context, you're really talking about outsourcing risks and risks for third-party indemnification concerns when you're dealing with entrusting your computing operations, including trade secrets, customer information, and so forth, to a third party who can then engage in conduct that gives rise to significant legal exposure. And so in the cloud context, there's very unique challenges about privacy, information security, and compliance issues around sourcing through cloud providers.
0: And what does an insurance company specifically need to be alerted about?
2: Well, I think insurance companies need to be very much concerned and alert about the interplay between standards and how the courts and the juries will interpret whether or not an insured's conduct was reasonable under the circumstances, particularly in the context of information security. There are many standards now, and if it's the case that any one or more of these standards also become analogous to the standard of care that will be required in the court system, then I think it's critical to the underwriting claims management functions that the carriers understand what's happening, particularly in these technology and intellectual property areas around damages models and around claims and defense theories, because I think that's all going to relate to how effectively they can underwrite for the risks that arise in these contexts, as well as be in the best position to defend claims that do arise under these circumstances. How important is the selection of expert witnesses in this area? I think expert witness selection is extremely important because particularly when you're dealing with emerging technologies, cyber or forensic information. That is not information that's going to be typically within the common knowledge of either the jurors or the judge. So to that extent, the subject matter of these cases lends itself to resting in part on how compelling a case the lawyers who are handling the defense as well as the experts that they can secure and prepare uh, can present that technical information and apply it to maybe traditional legal standards and help the jury and or the judge apply uh, traditional legal theories to a new and emerging technology or medium or platform.
0: Rob, are there any recent cases or developments that have state or national relevance?
2: Well, I think certainly a number of State and federal acts that are coming out on a regular basis involving anti-identity theft legislation and so-called safeguards rules also referred to in some jurisdictions as anti-dumpster-diving rules. But certainly every jurisdiction, every company should be looking at their document retention and destruction policies because from a regulatory perspective, Compliance with anti identity theft is going to be a, a really important issue on both a state and a federal level. I also think that the adoption and the imminence of the FTC red flags rules that require businesses that are subject to these regulations to have meaningful information security programs in place consistent with that which has been previously applied to banks and healthcare organizations under other federal regulatory regimes now is going to have a much broader base applicability under uh, safeguards rules, which may have significant impact on underwriting and also potential liability in these kinds of cases.
0: Okay, Rob, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you very much.
0: That was Robert Scott from the law firm of Scott & Scott LLP in Dallas, Texas. Special thanks to Brenda Noonan from our communications team and to our producer, Brian Cohen. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. And if you have any suggestions for an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, joined by Brendan Noonan, and now this message.